With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Mike Heller Show. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Heller Show. Now, here's Mike Heller. Jumping in and getting underway on this Monday afternoon from Anduzi Sports Club, Holmgren Way in Green Bay. Just left the back-to-back press conferences at Lambeau Field in the auditorium. First with President and CEO Mark Murphy. He was joined by General Manager Brian Gutekunst, which was a bit of a surprise in the email that went out from Packers PR about the timing and media availability. There was no mention of Brian Gutekunst, but there was a table set up when we got there with two microphones, and I had asked around in the room, and nobody had offered any uh, uh, any substantial thought that Brian Gutekunst was part of the process. It only makes sense um, to have him as part of that press conference. That concluded uh, about nine or ten minutes later. Joe Philbin walked in. His uh, presser was uh, more abbreviated than that of Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. It is the day after. It's, uh, what, 21 hours or so since Mike McCarthy was relieved of his duties. That's a nice way of saying that he was fired in this, his 13th season as the Green Bay Packers head coach. He'll finish his time in Green Bay with four NFC Championship game appearances, one Super Bowl win, and a record that is 48 games above 500. He's the 29th, I believe, winningest all-time coach in NFL history. And of those that are ahead of him, only four have a better winning percentage. And they are all Hall of Famers. The other one that's ahead of him is Bill Belichick. And he is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Mike McCarthy no longer with the Green Bay Packers. I don't think we can quibble, and I haven't heard anybody do it, with the decision. I think the conversation today is about the timing of the decision. And I pressed Mark Murphy in the press conference about... uh, when when the decision was made, and was it results-driven or performance-driven? Because Mark Murphy, in his opening statement, had said with the performance in yesterday's game, it left us no doubt that we had to make a choice. And I had then later pressed him, had Mason Crosby hit the field goal and forced overtime, and had the Packers won, would it have changed the decision? Uh, he and Brian Gutekunst both said, well, it's a bit of a hypothetical, but based on the way we played that game yesterday against that team, the decision was made for. So I think win or lose in that scenario, that may have been the end result. That being said, the conversation rolls forward. We welcome you aboard on a Monday afternoon, one that, listen, throughout this entire process, one constant has been out there. Most people that cover the Green Bay Packers, most people that have been around this organization, have laid it out. It is not the Packers' way to remove a coach during the season. In fact, it's only ever happened to one Super Bowl-winning coach, ever, 
to be fired during a season. So not just in Green Bay, but just ever. And for the Packers, they have never fired a coach in the midst of a season. There was a coach that resigned in the early 1950s with two games left, but he wasn't fired. Semantics, maybe. But this is, this is an unusual circumstance, to be completely fair about it, a very unusual circumstance. And in Green Bay, this is something that many people thought could never happen with this organization, with a president and CEO and a board of directors and a general manager. This is the type of situation you see with ownership. But this is a bit odd in that regard. And I would also add this in. I think that it almost... Now, the Packers say yesterday that it became necessary. I think you could discuss that process, whether it was necessary. Is there an advantage to the Green Bay Packers to have an opening at the head coach position the first week of December as opposed to the first week of January? And the simple answer to that is probably not. The candidates that they are going to visit with are mainly NFL candidates. And they're mainly on winning organizations, which means they're mainly off limits until mid to late January, and for some, maybe the first week of February. So I think it's an interesting decision, but it appeared that the team did not play hard yesterday for Mike McCarthy. I think it's the first time you could say that this year. They had not played well for Mike McCarthy, but yesterday they combined not playing well and then the appearance was not playing hard enough and certainly effective enough. So the conversation gets underway. We will welcome in Don Banks, theathletic.com, patriots.com, who will join us in about 16 minutes. Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, he was also at that press conference uh, front and center. He will join us in an hour and 10 minutes or so. And then Amon Green in the 4 o'clock hour, Brady, P- Brady Papenga, the former Packers, straight up at 5 o'clock. I wanted to talk with Amon and Brady because they both played for Mike McCarthy. So I wanted to get a player's perspective on this decision and players that had played for this head coach. So we'll visit with Amon Green at 435, Brady Papenga at 5 o'clock. And then right now we are scheduled to visit with Pro Football Hall of Famer and Super Bowl winning general manager Ron Wolf. We are scheduled to visit with him today at 530. So we welcome you in, and when I say we, my name is Mike Heller. That is John Audius right there. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? The one thing from the Murphy and Gutekunst uh, press conference that the reporters there would not stop asking was just the structure of the organization and who makes the hire. I mean, I, and I get being fascinated by it because it's, it's weird because it doesn't really exist that often, right? I think there are some teams in the NFL when they first made the hire of Gutekunst that kind of pointed out this is how it's done a couple different places here and there. Um, I, I guess I don't understand fully the fascination with it just because, I mean, unless Mark Murphy's straight up lying to everybody, he says, well, I mean, Goody's got to be good with it too. If he's not good with it, then we can't make the hire. Like he said that. But there's a difference, right? There's a difference between ha- having the GM be good with it and the GM to go through the process and make the decision. In most situations, uh, more than half situations in the NFL, the general manager has full say over football operations. He can hire and fire the head coach, uh, in this case, fire, which Brian Gutekunst didn't do. Mark Murphy did. And the, the press, the pressure to Mark Murphy in that press conference was about the structure because in typical cases, and in Ron Wolf's case, and in Ted Thompson's case, they both 
would have been autonomous in hiring the head coach. And in this case, it is at best collaborative, and some might suspect that it's Mark, Mark Murphy's decision, and Brian Gutekunst has to be okay with it. And that would be where this comes into question. All right, let's do the big 3-3 three, three, then. All right, our big 3-3 three, three is brought to you by Mayfield Sports Marketing, your source for athlete appearances and motivational speakers. You can learn more at MayfieldSportsMarketing.com. This is the Big Three at Three. The top three trending sports stories this hour. Number three. Aaron Rodgers be a part of this process, or should he be? No, no, he, he won't. Uh, you know, obviously uh, he's free to provide input and talk to us, but he's not going to be part of the process. That's Mark Murphy from just a few moments ago. Mike, what do you think? I'm in agreement to that. I, I think that some people are of the mindset that, that Aaron Rodgers, as the best player on the team, should be part of the process. I think in small, uh, small athlete environments like the NBA, LeBron James likely needs to have some involvement or um, be you know, included in uh, on information uh, as it pertains to a decision being made. But I agree with both Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst as the united front there. Should Aaron Rodgers be part of the interview process with new head coaches? Absolutely not. Here's more Murphy. Well, and, and my door is open. Brian's is open. We have good relationships with, with Aaron, have tremendous respect for him. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be making the decision on who our next coach is. But we would welcome, welcome any input. Okay. And, and I think that's the one thing, right? Remember this whole... Um, input uh, storyline was going around before the start of the season. And I think, I think Murphy said the right thing. Like, Hey, he's, he's welcome to talk to us and get into our ear and say, Hey, you know who I really like this guy over here. He's awesome. And I I really feel like we could benefit from from this way of doing things. Like, and I think that's for the most part, I don't, I don't know how many Packer fans actually want Rogers like to sit and have like a notepad and ask questions. But I think most Packer fans, I could be wrong here, say, hey, you know what, just just listen to your quarterback. Don't have him go in there and, and make decisions and vote I or not, but just listen to him because he probably has some really good ideas. So what are you going to listen to him about? Well, like I said, like maybe he has suggestions as to why or why not he does or doesn't like a certain hire or a certain candidate that they've been interviewing. And that's, that's where I think it gets very slippery. Well, because I mean, if, if Brian, you just if Brian Gutekunst and well, uh, yeah, but he, only if he doesn't mean it, you have to use his, you know, his input and say. Then like, what are you doing? And does he know that that's what you're doing? Well, I, I think it's prob. My guess is yes. My guess is they probably had the, the big conversation with the first time this all went down. I think he knows his role. His role is to play quarterback. Um, so I, I mean, I think he realizes that. But I also don't think well, it's wrong. Like maybe he brings up, maybe he brings up a point that you. Or Gutekunst might have missed, you know. Maybe he says, but if, "Hey, John." If but uh, okay, this we yeah, agree. We, we, we agree. We agree. No, we don't agree. But that's okay. Okay. Well, how do we not agree? Because I don't think Aaron Rodgers should have uh, involvement in that. It, like like Murphy and Gutekunst said, the one thing that I absolutely agree with them on is that they said our door is open. If Aaron wants to come in and, and give us a thought on something, the door is open. Yeah, that's what I'm but saying. If, that's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. Well, okay, but there's a vast difference between, John, if, if, if I'm making a decision and I say, you know, to my son, Jackson, if you want input, I mean, if, I mean you're welcome to share your thoughts on this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you front and center that my decision on this 
is my decision. And, you know, so if the player says, if Aaron Rodgers walks in, he wants to know that he's being heard. So, John, the slippery part there is what if he makes it really clear, you know what, this is the reason I don't like this potential head coach hire, and then the Packers hire him. I think that's something he'd have to live with. I mean, I, I think he, I don't know, maybe I'm incorrect here, but I think he knows exactly what they will and won't listen to. And I think, well, I, to, I thought Murphy to, and Goody kind of said, hey, listen, come talk to us. But that doesn't mean that your input is going to be used as the final stamp. It kind of means decision. that his input is not going to be used in the decision it would be my interpretation. Well, I just look at it as it's not necessarily. That's, that's, why, that's where we differ then. It's not necessarily going to be used, but it could be. Like, I, I guess I'm optimistic enough to know that maybe he does make a good point. And that's, I think that's all I've ever really wanted with Rodgers and management. Hmm. Number one. All right, number one in our big three of three. Did you put up a Twitter poll question or something? I did. I, I asked the current head coaching openings with the Green Bay Packers and the Cleveland Browns. Which job is more enticing? I also ask people to then reply on Twitter with the why. Uh, more than 2,000 votes right now. And the more enticing job, 57% say the Cleveland Browns. And I think that there is, and here's what I would perceive to be the reason. Aaron Rodgers may now have a reputation of being, especially at 35 years old, a difficult quarterback to walk in and work with because you've got a limited window, you have high expectations in Green Bay, and a quarterback that is established, and which is a good thing from a talent perspective and performance perspective, but maybe not as easy to work with for a first-time head coach or even a second-time head coach that maybe – he hasn't been a head coach in a while, and I'm talking about Josh McDaniels. Um, I, I just think that the Cleveland Browns roster is probably more ready-made from a young talent perspective to win, a quarterback that's moldable that you can work with and, and have you know put him into the things that you want to do. And uh, some will argue that the city of Cleveland is not where you want to be. Can I, without uh, insulting anybody, say that the city of Green Bay is not desirable? The city of, of Green Bay is not desirable for most professional athletes. The organization is, but not necessarily the city. I mean, you're talking about in the upper Midwest in a city of 100,000 people that is not near, you know, that close to any major metro. So I understand the voting, 57% say the Cleveland job is more desirable. Uh, let's get a quick phone call. Don Banks is going to join us in about eight minutes. 877-729-1070 is the phone number. 877-729-1070. To the phones. Tyson and Madison. Hi, Tyson. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Um, Good. I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of this conversation um, with Rogers getting say and all this is kind of a, a situation where I think that the team has to stick with the ideal design of the flow chart, which is the quarterback doesn't decide the coach that, you know, and that, and that that's just not how it's done. I feel like, you know, part of this transition is uh, Rogers kind of disrupting a bit of the flow chart as it were to, you know, uh, speak his mind and kind of bend the direction of the team in, in, in a way that McCarthy couldn't overpower. That's kind of a disruption of who's doing what job. 
So I have a feeling that they're, even though they have that bizarre top of the flow chart where they have, uh, you know, a general manager and the president doing essentially the same job, um, I still feel like they probably want to be the ones that, are, when they make the call on the coach, that's their fault. And not, it's not going to come back on Rodgers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Even if that means that Rogers feels like he has less input, that's not his job. To hire coaches. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tyson, and to that point, you know, you bring up a flow chart. There's no place on a flow chart that has a player involved in coaching decisions, and, and nor should it be. Now, it's a tricky little deal, right? Because uh, to John's point, uh, you want the quarterback to feel valued in his thoughts because he is. Uh, the the lead player on your team. He's a leader, and he's probably the most important player to your on-field success. So you want him to feel as though he has input, but you're not including him, as some had suggested, in the interview process to bring him into the room with coaching candidates. You don't do that. So how valued is his opinion? That's a bit of a, of a tap dance that the GM and president and CEO have to be able to hold with Aaron Rodgers to have Aaron feel like his opinion is valued, but ultimately they're making the decision independent of Aaron Rodgers' input. So I think it's a very interesting and a bit tricky as far as the situation is concerned. We'll visit with Don Banks, Patriots.com, TheAthletic.com, cover the NFL for a long time. Uh, he will join us as our NFL insider. He'll be with us when we come back statewide. And on 97.3, the game in Milwaukee. You're listening to The Mike Heller Show. Once again, from Green Bay on this Monday afternoon, just uh, fresh out of the press conferences at Lambeau Field from Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst and interim head coach Joe Philbin. I'm Mike Heller as we roll into uh, a very busy Monday. The decision made last night at about 6 o'clock Central Time that Mike McCarthy in his 13th season is no longer the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. It happens with four games remaining in the season. We welcome in Don Banks, brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison, where you get two years prepaid maintenance on any new or used car purchase, MetroFordOfMadison.com. Don, let me ask you this simply. Uh, is there a level of surprise you've been covering the league for a long time that the franchise that is the Green Bay Packers made an in-season decision to cut ties with a Super Bowl-winning head coach? Uh, uncharacteristic, but really not surprising when you 
watched the product on the field in recent in recent weeks. And you know, let's let's step back here and realize they lost in December at Lambeau to a two-win Arizona team. That if ever there was a final straw, that was going to be it. And I know that some have criticized the timing of the move. I think it was absolutely the right thing to do. I think the writing was on the wall. I think it gave Mike McCarthy a chance to get into the market. I think it gives the Packers a chance to get an early jump. Um, there's absolutely no downside to moving on this uh, decision if it had already been clearly made by performance, and I think it was. Expound upon that. Where First, where the Packers are concerned, um, in the press conference asked about whether they could do something before the season, and, he, and Mark Murphy said, no, we, we wouldn't, it's going to be after that. What advantage do they have in the early point of this process, Don? Well, what's funny is because you would assume that that meant a college candidate by getting into the market earlier. But he kind of precluded that, and it, it certainly seemed to hint at that they're looking for someone who's in the NFL. Now, that may, may not be 100% because there's the bowl season, and, and that could overlap. But um, I, I thought getting out there earlier allows them, obviously, to get their first choice in terms of interviews um, and, and just, frankly, do more you know, thorough research on guys and be able to talk to people around the league, talk to, you know, potential college candidates if there are some out there, um, the Lincoln Rileys, what have you. But I, you know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to get out there um, when you know it's done anyway and to take more time and do this right. This is not a process that goes on in Green Bay all that often with the the one exception of the one year Ray Rhodes era uh in 99. So I'm I I think they they got it right and I I I just want to see now in a two months are we going to look back and see the advantage that they won by going early. Don what uh what are the unique challenges for the Green Bay Packers and candidates coming into a 35-year-old future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, and a roster that appears to not be up to that level of his play in the grand scheme of things? Well, I think, obviously, everyone at this point knows that Aaron Rodgers is um, setting his ways isn't the right term, but he knows what he wants to do. He knows how he wants to play the game. Will there be a candidate out there, a candidate out there who meshes well with how Aaron plays the game, how he sees the field, how he wants to have the ability to extend plays, be improvisational, which is clearly one of his strengths, but at the end became potentially one of the liabilities in his game in the last year or so. So I think they're looking for somebody, you know, first and foremost, who fits well with number 12 and can bring the best out of him after clearly seeing his game drop off at times this season. So um, that guy's out there, and I think there'll be a number of candidates be very eager to be that guy. Um, but I think the fact that they know that the roster isn't where they need it to be, the free agency moves due to injury or otherwise didn't really work out this year, there's some work to be done. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Don, Aaron is meeting with the media right now in the Packers locker room, and he said that the lines of communication uh, are open between himself, Mark Murphy, and Brian Gutekunst. But he says, quote, I'm not needing to be involved, end quote, in the process of hiring a new head coach. That is uh, also a unique characteristic of this search, is that many believe that Aaron Rodgers can and should be involved. What's your experience been in that decision-making? 
I would be surprised. Look, I don't think he's going to be caught off guard in any way, shape, or form, and he's going to be part as far as in the loop. But you, you're never going to want the perception to be out there publicly that your quarterback is the kingmaker in any way, shape, or form because it's, it's totally backwards, and it robs the head coach of authority before he's even there. So is he, is he going to be part of the decision-making? No. Are they going to blindside him and say, oh, by the way, we're making a, a coaching announcement tomorrow? No, he's going to be, I'm sure, informed every step of the way. But it's a matter of semantics, and obviously he can't be a part of the decision-making process. Don Banks joins us on the Mike Heller Show as we uh, broadcast today from Green Bay. Mike McCarthy removed uh, from the Packers organization as their head coach yesterday in his 13th season, four games remaining on the schedule. In your opinion, which job is more enticing, um, the Cleveland Browns or the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's amazing that we're at the point where we can ask that with a straight face. But that is that is true. You know, in a lot of ways, I have to say it's the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I, I believe as much as the stability of the ownership situation in Green Bay is perhaps the most attractive in the league because of the unique structure, um, I think the combination of a young franchise quarterback, a GM who has made some good moves in John Dorsey, and an organization that, if it ever wins, is going to absolutely own the world for a time being. Um, It makes Cleveland pretty attractive to me, and I think the nucleus of talent is pretty strong, too, with the Miles Garrett uh, cornerstone on, on defense. So I'd have to actually give Cleveland the edge and say, Whatever is to come for the Browns, it, it's, it's only, I think, going up. And you don't know that yet about Green Bay. You don't know if this long run of, of, of really you know, playoff perennial teams is about to wane for a while before it comes back up. Don, there was a lot of conversation in the Packers press conference about their uh, executive structure and who makes this decision. Uh, Mark Murphy is the president and CEO. It is his call, but he said it will be collaborative between he and Brian Gutekunst, and they will agree on this decision. What are the pluses and minuses of that in this particular case, which is a bit unusual for the Packers? Uh, Ron Wolf had full say. Ted Thompson had yeah. full say. Brian Gutekunst does not. Yeah, well, I think I mean we we saw this when he when he put Gutekunst in last year, and we heard the the ramifications of it. We didn't know it would you know present itself this quickly necessarily. Look, Mark Murphy is a football guy. Let's not you know pretend that he's never been on the field or around the field. So I I don't know that he had to really defend his own bona fides that way by pointing out because people that have covered the league a while know that he certainly. Um, he, he, he knows football personnel, and it's, it's not a stretch for him. As he pointed out, he hired coaches as a college uh, administrator so, and an athletic director. So it's, I don't think it's a huge stretch, um, but, again, it's more for the market and what that market has been used to and that organization has been used to. This is a different, a different structure, but I believe he's going to – It is going to be collaborative. I don't think he's going to just make this a a, a one-man coaching search and and not involve uh, his GM. I mean, again, he elevated this GM. I don't think he wants to hamstring him in any real way. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know where the Packers are going to go, if it's going to be a high-level assistant at the NFL level, if they may go the college route. 
uh, certainly you're uh, pretty familiar with one of the top candidates uh, for this position with the New England Patriots. What is the biggest challenge of stepping in for a head coach into the Green Bay situation, and is it a gamble for Green Bay to not go with an established coach? No, not necessarily. Um, I, I'm frankly, I think that structure is one of the, you know, is one of the questions that a Josh McDaniels is going to have. How does that structure really work? It's not something like the Belichick structure that Josh McDaniels has been. It's not like a Seattle where you kind of have one owner, but he's hands off and he allows, you know, the head coach and the GM to do, you know, all the heavy lifting in terms of the decision making. So this is the third method as it were and i think if it's a if it's a coach that has other options he's going to ask a lot of questions about how how this power structure works how the lines of authority are drawn what you know how much will i be able to decide my own roster in conjunction with with the gm um i think that's that is one of the big issues about green bay and then the other the other pause it gives you is just okay, the quarterback's 35, he may have five more years um, to his career as he says he wants to play to 40. Is that enough time, or am I buying myself climbing into a potential Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers-type situation if I have to go in there, draft Aaron's successor in a year or two, and relive that history? Um, That may not be attractive to a candidate whatsoever. Final couple of thoughts with Don Banks, Patriots.com, joining us on the Mike Heller Show as we broadcast today from Green Bay. The Packers uh, firing Mike McCarthy in his 13th season as the Green Bay Packers head coach yesterday. Four games remain on Mike McCarthy. Certainly the uh, conventional wisdom says uh, he's worked with a number of the front office members of the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns have a coaching opening, and Mike McCarthy has a reputation. Is that the standard go-to? Do you think that's what the end result may be? I'd be shocked if the Browns don't have interest. John Dorsey is going to at least, I believe, pursue and find out where where Mike is at. I don't think the Browns are going to have to just hone in on one guy. They're going to have options, um, quite a few options. And so is he going to be on their list? I would be shocked if he wasn't. Is he going to be taken seriously by Cleveland? Yes. But I'm not putting him in there and just saying, well, we know who's getting that job and that's that. Um, from what I understand, you know, obviously they work together for quite a while, but it's not like they're blood brothers. And I, I think in a lot of ways what McCarthy has done best over his career is, is the cultivation and, and, and development of a young quarterback. So with Baker Mayfield, certainly makes a lot of sense. But, again, I think Cleveland's going to have a lot, of, a lot of options. Who knows? A, a Josh McDaniels bidding war could break out between Green Bay and Cleveland. I mean, that's at least, I think, feasible to imagine at this early point in the process very interesting stuff don thank you we appreciate you jumping in and appreciate your expertise thanks mike don banks patriots.com theathletic.com really interesting stuff and i i i did like the way don uh, kind of phrased in the conversation of aaron Rodgers' involvement in the packers decision on who their next head coach is we got open phone lines for you. I can confirm that Pete Doherty joins us in less than an hour. Amon Green in about one hour's time. Brady Papinga at 5 o'clock. And Hall of Fame general manager and Super Bowl winning GM Ron Wolf will join us live on the program today at 5.30. We continue from Green Bay and statewide 
You're listening to The Mike Heller Show. So the conversation as we continue from Green Bay on this Monday afternoon, I'm always up here on Mondays next to Lambeau Field at Anduzzi Sports Club on Holmgren Way for our In the Huddle show, and I'm here for that reason tonight as well. But double-dipped earlier this afternoon in the Packers press conferences at the auditorium at Lambeau Field, Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, they were first on the docket at 145 explaining the decision-making process, what happened yesterday, what led to making a decision with four games left in the season, I think that becomes uh, pretty obvious based on the result of losing to the 2-9, and nine, now 3-9 and nine, Arizona Cardinals yesterday. So that decision made. And- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And both in the press conference today, and keep this in mind, that press conference was scheduled and sent out in an email to be Mark Murphy only, president and CEO. I think when they thought more of it, they felt like it would be a much better united front and a collaborative front to have general manager Brian Gutekunst uh, front and center as well. So they were both there, and then Joe Philbin followed. He is the interim head coach. And I thought it was a very interesting, a very interesting conversation with both Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, they did relay a collaborative front because the questions continued to be asked about structure of the front office and who makes the decision. Keeping this in mind, the two Super Bowl-winning general managers in most recent ilk for the Green Bay Packers, Ron Wolf and Ted Thompson, both had ultimate say over all football operations. That is not the current structure, and that question was asked over and over again today in that press conference. Yeah, here's Mark Murphy uh, responding to that, and then uh, Goody afterwards. He's going to be involved in the entire search. We're going to identify the candidates. He'll interview all the candidates, and uh, you know, it's we're going to find we're going to find the right head coach for the Packers, and he and I will both agree on it. I think I said this when I got hired, I and mean, when the structure was kind of laid out. You know, this is this is about people, and I wouldn't have been uh, I wouldn't have felt comfortable if it wasn't for the people involved going forward uh, with that structure. Um, and that's what it's about. It's really about the people, and I feel very confident that uh, we're going to get the right guy in this. So I I think that the, yeah, in that question that was pressed a number of times in that uh, some uh, right about thirty minute press conference held by Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. And I, I think that is uh, very interesting as as we roll forward. And 
Listen, I, I, I think th- these are unprecedented times for the Green Bay Packers. When Aaron Rodgers, or rather when Brett Favre reached this state of his career, the Packers were also in a state of flux. And Mike McCarthy was brought in to be the head coach. And Mike McCarthy got Aaron Rodgers back on track. That is the goal of the next head coach of the Green Bay Packers is to rein in is not the right terminology, but to get Aaron Rodgers back to playing at his high level and then to get the players around him to be able to play at a level that the Packers can compete in the NFC North and compete in the NFC and compete in the NFL as being a potential Super Bowl team. There is at best, at best, a five-year Aaron Rodgers window uh, with uh, some significant talent left in what he's doing. Now, yes, uh, Tom Brady is doing it beyond 40 years old, but Aaron Rodgers says he would like to play until he's 40. That is five seasons from now. He turned 35 yesterday. And the question is not about whether the Packers can do that. It's about who the next head coach is and is there enough personnel in place to not have to go through a rebuild? Because I don't know that you have time to rebuild. Can Is there enough talent there to add some pieces to and allow Green Bay to compete at the high level? That's a question that I don't know that anybody has a specific answer for. I asked Brian Gutekunst in today's press conference, is there enough talent in that locker room for this team to win at a higher level than what it has this year? And he's the GM. He defended the talent in that locker room. But I think that's a fair question to ask, and the answer won't come from him. It comes from others who kind of look at their talent. Is there enough talent with the Green Bay Packers right now to win? And is the issue that they've had in being 4-7-1, and one, the same record as the Cleveland Browns, is it about the head coach or is it about talent? And I think that's a fair question to ask, and I, I would believe that it's more about talent than it was about the coach. Uh, yeah, probably. I also feel like if you get a fresh perspective, a fresh way of, of tweaking things on offense, and I, I don't know if there's much of a rebuild. I mean, I understand the roster isn't quite where it's at, but I also understand, like, just to be fair and look at the season and look at all the close wins and the close losses, like, I feel like that's really, really close, right? So I don't think, I don't think a new coach would come in and it would take two or three years by the time he's 37, 38, whatever, in his late 30s before everything started clicking. And maybe that's because I'm naive and I've witnessed the Packers season after season with probably what's been uh, middle-of-the-road talent, but Aaron Rodgers is playing to this next level and overcoming and shadowing a lot of that. I don't know. I, I feel like it wouldn't take that long for whatever rebuild would be. Well, I just view this and look at it this way. I think that there are issues on the offensive line. I think there are issues at wide receiver, but let's see how the young talent establishes. And I'm talking about Equinemius St. Brown and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Jamon Brown, along with Devontae Adams. I don't think Randall Cobb uh, continues with the Green Bay Packers after this year. I would be surprised if he does. There are questions at edge rusher defensively. Clay Matthews is likely, many people believe he's likely not long for the Green Bay Packers after the season ends. Nick Perry has been um, a a long-term failure in Green Bay, in part due to injury. Uh, so th- there are a lot of holes, right, on this roster. And here's, this is one thing I think that people, as we've talked about this before yesterday's decision was made 
to uh, to fire Mike McCarthy is just raising again the question: Are the Packers' failures due to the head coach? Are they due to personnel, or are they due to the quarterback? And the answer is yes to all three. Well, yesterday they made a decision on one of them, and that's the head coach. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't played at a high enough level, and the personnel is likely part of that reason. So I don't think it's just a simple as simple as, hey, they're changing the head coach and the innovative approach to what they'll do offensively will make all things good again. I don't know that it's that simple. Um, and, and with Aaron Rodgers as the future Hall of Famer and, and the quarterback, I think it is also a bit complicated because we've never fully established why is he not playing at that level. Is it about his relationship with the head coach? Is it about the personnel he's working with? Because, again, you've resolved one of those issues with a head coach, but the personnel won't be dramatically different uh, when they go to camp in July next year than it is right now with the exception of a draft class or whatever they do in free agency. Back to the structure. It was funny because they kept asking questions about the structure and, and wouldn't give it a rest. And Murphy is finally at the end like, hey, I, I, I think I know football. I don't want to brag about myself, but <laughs> um, I've been, all of my adult life, I've been in, involved in football. I've seen it from the perspective of a player. I've been an athletic director for 17 years. I've hired many, many coaches, um, several football coaches. Um, and so I think I have a lot to offer. Uh, I feel that I'm a football person, even though I'm on the in a position of president, and Brian and I have a great relationship, and I think this gives the Packers the best chance to have success, and, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't, again, I don't think anybody doubts uh, the, that the decision that was made yesterday was the right one. I think some people question the timing. Don Banks joined us earlier, and he said that, that he's dubious to that concept. He thinks that the timing was right that that's the t- you know that the green bay making the decision yesterday is absolutely the right way to go the, the question for uh, for structure was not built on that uh, the questions that kept resurfacing about structure is simply this that ron wolf turned down the gm job in green bay the first time it was offered because he wouldn't have had full authority over football operations that is to hire and fire coaches and the head coach in particular and that is also the same deal for Ted Thompson, who had full autonomy to hire and fire the head coach. That is not the case now. Does that mean you cannot win that way? No, it doesn't. But it is um, unique, and most recent in Packers' memory is that the two most recent Super Bowl wins were with GMs that had that full autonomy. So that's what continued to raise the question and I, I, I think in the press conference, that was one of the things that was brought up is, listen, this is why we're asking the question. Ron Wolf turned it down until he was given full authority. Ted Thompson had full authority. Now it's not that way. That's why the question continues to be asked or continued to be asked in the press conference earlier today. We're going to visit with Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com. He'll join us at 415. I'm on green also as we continue on the Mike Heller Show. This is the Mike Heller Show. Call the show at 877-729-1070. 
send a tweet at Mike Heller Show. Now, here's Mike Heller. To the four o'clock hour of the Mike Heller Show on a Monday afternoon. The Packers have an interim head coach. His name is Joe Philbin. Mike uh, McCarthy, after 12 plus years, you know, three quarters of the way through his 13th season in Green Bay, was fired yesterday after the Packers lost to the Arizona Cardinals. We won't talk about the game today because it's not the story, but it is the reason uh, it was the final straw for the Green Bay Packers in firing of Mike McCarthy was yesterday's loss to a previously 2-9 and nine Arizona Cardinals team at home, Lambeau Field in Green Bay, and the Packers lost by three and had a field goal opportunity late in the game. But the Packers played uninspired, certainly offensively. Defensively, uh, they, they were decent, but it's an Arizona team that really doesn't have anything working for them offensively. So to, uh, to lose that game yesterday, that was the end, that was the end of the deal. And uh, Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst in their press conference earlier this afternoon made it clear that yesterday's performance was enough. That was the end. That was the last straw. And uh, the Packers now will begin the process. And they get an advanced jump on it. Don Banks joined us in the first hour. You'll hear, hear that back where he talks about that this is the right decision at the right time and that those who have been critical. And listen, in the coaching environment, Tony Dungy saying it was the wrong decision at the wrong time. Mike Zimmer saying he thinks it was a mistake. Coaches will defend coaches. They never want to see coaches be fired, and they certainly don't want to see it during the season. So all coaches will unite. They're a brotherhood in that situation in which they will defend their brethren over the organizations that make that kind of a decision. I don't think anybody's quibbling with the decision. Uh, Some may quibble with the timing. And that Mike McCarthy, as a Super Bowl-winning head coach, deserved better treatment on the way out the door for that to have happened after the season. So whether you agree with that or disagree, I don't know that ultimately that matters a ton. I don't love that the Green Bay Packers did what they did with four games remaining. I, I love that they, they're moving in a different direction. I think it was the right time to do this. And they were kind of left with no choice. That team for the first time, in my opinion, didn't play hard for that head coach. That was yesterday, and it can't happen. They were still in the run. In fact, everything that happened yesterday broke the Packers' way, except they lost. Carolina got beat. Chicago got beat. Minnesota got beat. The things that you would want to have had happen, they happened. The Packers didn't hold their end of the bargain. And, again, the culprit is offense. The culprit was the overall offense. The culprit was the quarterback. And on his 35th birthday, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if it was a birthday wish. I think it's unfair to say that it was. But on his 35th birthday, uh, he was assured that he will have a new head coach to play for beginning in the 2019 season. And Aaron Rodgers is of the mindset right now, and saying that again today, that he wants to play until he's 40. He has five seasons uh, in that book of playing, and he will play for a different head coach. 
We welcome you in as I am in Green Bay on this Monday, left the press conferences at Lambeau Field about an hour and 20 minutes ago, and now at Anduzzi Sports Club on Holmgren Way, where I will also host in the huddle tonight. Josh Jackson is our guest. Bill Schrader is my co-host. We'll visit with Ron Wolf, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, the Super Bowl-winning general manager of the Green Bay Packers. Ron Wolf joins us live at 5.30 on the program. We'll also visit with Pete Doherty in about 17 minutes, and I'm on green just after the bottom of the hour. Those are the three guests remaining. Our other time will be spent talking about what we learned earlier this afternoon at the press conference and talking to you as well. My name is Mike Heller from Green Bay. John Audius is back in our Madison studios. Hey, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? You want to do this 4 at 4 thing that we usually do? Um, we do that every day in uh, the 3 o'clock hour and in the 4 o'clock hour. And our big 4 at 4 now that we're at 4 o'clock is brought to you by Mayfield Sports Marketing, your source for athlete appearances and motivational speakers. You can learn more at MayfieldSportsMarketing.com. And by the way, that's how uh, that's who I went through to get Ron Wolf on the program. And I'm on green on the program, so keep that in mind, MayfieldSportsMarketing.com. This is the Big Four at four. The top four trending sports stories this hour. Number four. Okay, so are the Packers rebuilding? No, I don't think that they are rebuilding in their terms. I think they have to rebuild. Now, again, this comes back to a semantics conversation, right? Rebuilding, retooling. I think the Packers are not that close. I, I argued all along through this process that Green Bay being a team that didn't win enough last year when Rodgers was hurt and not nearly enough this year when Rodgers is healthy is an indictment of the talent. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. On this roster, more than it's an indictment of the head coach. That's been my opinion. It's still my opinion. So, can Green Bay rebuild in an over in an off-season format? I don't think that that's. I think to say that Green Bay could be a Super Bowl contender next year, although we want to be able to say that, I think that's pie in the sky. The GM. I, I think that there is a step in that direction that needs to be made first. The GM disagrees with you. He was asked today whether or not the roster was good enough to win, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, you know, I'll say that, um, you know, the thing that I think, I think that our team, you know, I, th- I believe in the guys in the locker room. You know, I really do. Um, you know, there's, each year is different, um, but there's talent in that locker room, and the team didn't perform to the expectations that we set for it. And I think that's kind of why we're here where we're at. Yeah, maybe kind of dance around that question a little bit too, but even Aaron Rodgers saying, uh, he doesn't expect to rebuild, right? That's kind of the, the tweets I got when he was meeting with the media 
earlier today. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Packers can be good again next year. What what, what do you th- what is the the disconnect then? Why would they not be good this year? Um, well, you, you because I think it's if, co- if I'm going to read between the lines, John, then what you're saying is there's enough talent for them to be a seven four and one team right now instead of four seven and one. And I don't agree with you. Absolutely, there is. I mean, you can just look at the uh, the amount of games there. It's not. Listen, I I think if they had been blown out by the Rams, if they had been blown out by the um, New England. And maybe you want to argue that at the end they totally were. I just think they were in too many games this year. I think too many bad things happened that snowballed toward the end of this year. I think you'll get a head coach, whether it's Josh McDaniels or somebody else, that will, I think, tweak enough things offensively that could mean the difference between. Now, part of this is part of this is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, some of these passes still are not what what Rodgers should be what you should be expecting from a guy like Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know. I just think I think the defense improved from bottom of the of the barrel to middle of the pack now. Another year of, of Mike Patton. I think they'll be fine. Now whether or not that's thirteen and three win the division fine or nine and seven and make the playoffs fine, I'm not sure. But I, I, I wouldn't expect a rebuild to take much time if that's what you want to call it. All right. All right, so move on to the next one. Number three. Number three in our big four at four. Um, how much of a role should Rodgers have in selecting the next head coach? He was asked that. Marf, Mark Murphy and uh, Brian Gutekunst were both asked that. Let me see. I have like a thousand cuts here. Uh, Mark Murphy was quick to point out. No, no, he, he won't. Uh, you know, obviously uh, he's free to provide input and talk to us, but he's not going to be part of the process. Uh, Goody went on to say, "I don't know if that's completely fair to Aaron. He's a, he's the quarterback of our football team, and that's obviously a, a big job in itself. Uh, like I said before, I have a, you know a very good relationship with guys in our locker room, including Aaron. Uh, their input is is always taken into a, to you know account. Um, but at the same time, you know, he Aaron does an uh, outstanding job of leading our football team as our quarterback, and I think that's." Uh, that won't change. Um, and uh, as we move forward, whatever we need from Aaron, I know he's all in. Uh, he's very committed and driven uh, to get this thing to where it needs to be. Yeah, I I, I agree with the those two comments from Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst. And for those that think that Aaron Rodgers should be part of the process, I've even heard that people, some people believe that Aaron Rodgers should be um, in those head coaching candidate interviews and have a chance to visit with them. I'm not in that camp. I don't agree with that. This is the job of Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst to hire the right coach. If they believe that they have a question that they want to pose to Aaron Rodgers about a candidate, then go to him. And if Rodgers has input that he wants to share about a potential candidate, then he should walk in those open doors. But ultimately, I don't believe he's necessarily part of the process, nor should he be. Yeah, I think they said it perfectly. I think this is when there was the whole power struggle, if that's what you want to call it, earlier in the year. At least for me, I can only speak for myself. I thought, listen, you have a really great football mind. Just listen to him. Don't don't give him the hiring or firing power or a vote like a yay or nay. What do you think, Aaron? But I think it would be ridiculous not to listen to a guy who really knows football. Like Aaron Rodgers, but they, they but the, neither one of them, made, neither Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst, made it seem like they would seek his opinion. No, but they said if he wanted to give input, uh, he could, and I think that's 
I think if that's what he wants to do, that's what he will do. I don't think he should be making any final decisions. And uh, I think they handled that pretty much how they, they should have handled that with um, as far as his role in that. You, you asked Don Banks that, too, and he had this to say uh, last hour about uh, Rogers' role. Look, I don't think he's going to be caught off guard in any way, shape, or form. And he's going to be part as far as in the loop. But you, you're never going to want the perception to be out there publicly that your quarterback is the kingmaker in any way, shape, or form because it's, it's totally backwards. And it robs the head coach of authority before he's even there. So is he, is he going to be part of the decision-making? No. Are they going to blindside him and say, oh, by the way, we're making a, a coaching announcement tomorrow? No. He's going to be, I'm sure, informed every step of the way. But it's a matter of semantics, and obviously he can't be a part of the decision-making process. By the way, if you step back just one layer on the Aaron Rodgers situation as it relates, and we talk about the way he has played this year, I'm watching and watched last night live on the comeback for the Los Angeles Chargers over the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Packers have needed Aaron Rodgers to play like Philip like like uh, Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, Philip Rogers, like Philip Rogers has. They they need Aaron Rodgers to play like Philip Rivers. Well, that's ridiculous to say. Aaron is such a talented quarterback and has not played to that level. Meanwhile, Philip Rivers, watching him play last night, he's hanging in and making great throws. And Aaron, I haven't seen that from Aaron Rodgers this year other than maybe the second half against the Bears. He has not been the quarterback that Philip Rivers was last night. And I don't love saying that because Aaron Rodgers is so much more talented than Philip Rivers. Number two. A couple of weeks ago, I was wondering whether or not if it got really bad over the next few games for the Packers, whether or not they'd just turn the reins over to somebody, suggested Joe Philbin because he was an interim head coach, um, and just cut ties with Roger, with McCarthy during the season. And in fact, Mike, that's exactly what they did, but it was still pretty surprising. Are you okay with the timing of the firing of the head coach? Uh, I've said this a couple of times, said it last night. I was very surprised at the timing. Now, um, you just there had to something had to happen yesterday. I think the the loss against Arizona, the way that game played itself out, uh, and I said this earlier, what you have to have is the the view that a team is playing hard for a coach, that they're engaged and he's engaged. It might include a lack of execution or a fumble or a bounce that goes the wrong way, but yesterday was the first game this season that I thought the Packers did not play hard. Now, Buffalo and San Francisco to a certain extent, uh, but they were able to win those games. Yesterday was just one of those, and that's what they talked about today. Uh, Murphy and Gutekunst both talked about it, that that was just an unacceptable outcome. And I that was that was the end. That was the, the, the end. And I think you could see it, and... and I don't know if you noticed this. We talk about body language a lot. We did it with Favre in the NFC Championship game in his last game for the Green Bay Packers when it was zero degrees outside against the New York Giants. I thought the body language yesterday of Mike McCarthy wearing the hood, not being very demonstrative. Uh, he didn't have facial expressions going on during the game, I didn't think, yesterday. I thought that told some of the story. And then his players didn't play. 
So, yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, big picture, I wish it wouldn't have happened this way, but it did, and ultimately I don't think they made a mistake. Uh, by the way, you talked about the body language, and one thing that people do, has they haven't liked is Aaron Rodgers' body language at times this season. Um, was it uh, Tom Silverstein who talked about Rodgers and the, the next head coach? And I think it, it basically somewhere along the line he said, uh, Rodgers never said he wanted McCarthy fired or that he was planning to get him fired, but he never stuck up for him. Never spoke about how the two are working together to get things fixed and often played with the body language of someone who is fed up with everything. Which I thought was interesting because when you speak of body language, I, I didn't really hear the sound bites of Rodgers saying, Mike McCarthy's a great head coach. We're going to get this thing turned around. I have 100, you know, like he would talk about the only people he listens to is his OC and Mike McCarthy and everything like that. You feel that Rodgers didn't do enough? to have the back of his coach? I think in retrospect, and I think we talked about this as it happened, um, he took a couple of veiled shots. Aaron Rodgers never says anything that isn't thought out. That's the perception. I think that's the reality, that everything he says has deliberate intention. There is nothing that, that gets far said stuff all the time that I don't think he intended necessarily to say. He just had a stream of consciousness. Aaron Rodgers is the opposite. He doesn't have a stream of consciousness. What he says is what he intends to say. So by that same note, what he doesn't say is are things that he doesn't want to say. So he didn't back up his head coach. Mm -hmm. He did today in the locker room uh, in his media availability, which is normally Wednesdays. But today I thought he would have to talk, and he did. And he had more of his coaches back and defending their lack of a relationship he went on at length about that today, uh, but to be fair, John, do you it after asked, the fact, by the way. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. You, you asked if Aaron had his coaches back. Um, I think the simple answer is no, he didn't, and uh, he could have, but he chose not to. Number one, you had a poll question today. Well, you had a couple of them. Which one do you want well, to do got, real quick here? Yeah, I got multiples, um, and but the one that drew the, the the greater interest was that about the which job is more um, enticing. The head coaching of vacancy with the Green Bay Packers or that with the Cleveland Browns. 2,200 people have voted on this, and the Cleveland Browns wins right now 57 to 43%. And the simple answer and the simple reason is it appears, this is more to my point as well, is that the Browns have a better overall roster, younger roster, a young quarterback under a rookie uh, contract, and a team that is trending in the right direction. Whereas the Packers are not that team. So here in Packerland, 57% of you say that the Cleveland Browns head coaching vacancy is more attractive than the Packers job. Mm, interesting. We're going to visit with Pete Doherty, the Packers, uh, our Packers, Green and Gold Insider, Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com. Pete Doherty will share his thoughts on this decision, its timing, and the Packers' future. Pete Doherty joins us. When we come back from Green Bay, statewide, you're listening to The Mike Heller Show. Locker room who was around in 05, 
uh, when Mike Sherman was let go at the end of the season. And it's you know it's a weird day. It's a tough day. Um, obviously, the emotions of uh, a frustrating defeat at home, um, game we expected to win, and then getting the news uh, later on last night. You know, it was uh, definitely tough. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, and uh, that brings in Pete Doherty, brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison. You get two years prepaid maintenance on any new or used car purchase, MetroFordOfMadison.com. And we welcome in Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. Pete, let me take you, uh, before we go to yesterday and the decision made, let me get your overall impressions of the press conference today held by uh, President and CEO Mark Murphy and the GM Brian Gutekunst. You know, I guess uh, the main takeaway is that, you know, Murphy is definitely making this higher. Now he says Gutekunst will have a, a, you know, a strong say in it, and I don't doubt that he will. Um, but in the end, it's, you know, it's Murphy who's going to be driving this thing and making the call. Now, he, he, he was pressed. Uh, I was in the press conference as you were. He was pressed on the structure a number of times. I don't know if defensive is the right way to say, but but he certainly was defending that decision and that it can be successful. What's your belief on it? Because I think you're on record as believing it should be the other way. Yeah, if I were him, I would um, I'd hand over. The, this would have been a perfect time to hand over the GM, the total GM job, to Gutekunst and have him pick the, the coach. You know, their success is so tied in that relationship with those two guys and. I would want the GM fully, fully invested in the coach, and the best way to do that is to have him uh, make the hire. I mean, there are teams where this is the basic setup. There's a lot of teams around the league where it is. Instead of, you know, being the team president, it's the owner. You know, Murphy's basically in that role. Um, and I'm sure it's worked at some places, but, you know, the the GM with total authority has been such an overwhelming success here in Green Bay. I just don't know why you deviate from it. I think you just you open up a can of worms for you know, I, I don't doubt for a second that the relationship between Gutekunst and Murphy is really good. But relationships change and you just cut out a lot of the politics and the maneuvering that can go on with people fighting for power if you have a career uh, just a, a nice straight line and a GM running the whole thing, and the GM reports to the president, and the coach reports to the GM, and the cap guy reports to the GM. I just think that's a lot. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Cleaner, better system. 
Pete, we're going to have Ron Wolf on the show in an hour's time. He'll join us live on the program. He didn't take the job the first time offered because he didn't have full authority, full autonomy as the GM to do that. And you're of that mindset that Wolf won because he had that. Ted Thompson was able to win a Super Bowl because he had that. And when Brian Gutekunst doesn't have that, it maybe compromises that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know this, for instance, but, you know, people are rewriting history that it was a no-brainer to take Aaron Rodgers. If there, if Mike Sherman were still the GM and coach at that time, would he have drafted Aaron Rodgers? I doubt it, because he would have wanted to draft somebody who's going to help win in the next year or two, not a guy looking three or four years down the road. It's, and that, look at what that move did for the franchise. Um, the trade for, for Favre, I mean, from what I've heard, the, no one on the executive committee wanted him to do it. But Harlan had given Wolf authority to do it, so he allowed him to do it. Look how that turned out. It's just it makes this a really good place where football people want to work here because they have so much say. And then if the coach, if the president doesn't like the way things are going, then if the GM won't make a change, then he can fire the GM, and the new GM can uh, can make the changes. Visiting with our Green and Gold Insider Pete Doherty, Green Bay Press Gazette, PackersNews.com. Not the decision, but the timing to fire Mike McCarthy yesterday. Is that right? Is that the right decision in your world? I don't know what you think, Mike, but I do. I think it is. Um, you know, had they won yesterday, although Murphy made it sound like with how poorly they played, even if they had squeaked it out, he would have moved on. Kind of got that sense. I'm not sure if that's what you picked up on, too. But, um yeah, with with where they are now, they're basically out of the playoffs. The relationship with you know Rodgers and McCarthy is just it's just deteriorated. There's just no chemistry there. I think that cast a pall through the entire organization. Just think what the meeting rooms would have been like. Everybody knows that he's going to get fired anyway. I think it's just better to just cut the cord, give a new life to the place, finish out the season with a clean slate. And get started, you know, behind the scenes they would have been working, but now they can just do it, you know, front and center, start working on the on the new uh, the new coach. And I know it's got to be brutal for McCarthy and a big blow, but now his agent can, and he may have been anyway, but now he can really start working with teams who know that they're going to be hiring a coach in the offseason, and it gives him a head jump on an interview. Um, let me let me ask this part as it as it rolls forward. Um, does this give Green Bay a, a jump start in the search? I know that um, you know. in asking that question, they still wouldn't name a head coach until well after the NFL season comes to a, to a close. But is there a, uh, an advantage to having this extra four weeks? Uh, maybe a little bit, but actually, you know, and I saw a tweet from uh, Kevin Seifert, who works for ESPN.com. He's a good national writer, really good writer. Um, Teams that know that they're gonna or might fire their coach, they're already starting the stuff anyway. So it's it probably helps only a little bit. Like they can go interview a coach, like a college coach or a guy who's out of work, and you know they can do it free and clear and not have to worry about it leaking out because they already have a coach. You know, so um, it would be standard business. But really, if they knew that there was a good chance this was going to happen anyway, they probably would have been been working on these things behind the scenes. So that's probably not that big a reason to do it. Pete, I, I'm curious as to your um, opinion on this. I asked in the press conference to Brian Gutekunst if the talent here was good enough right now to succeed this season. Not rolling forward, but was it good enough for Mike McCarthy to have had better fortune 
and certainly Gutekunst backed up uh, his belief in the talent that's in that locker room. What's your belief? Was this roster good enough to win at a much higher level than it has? Yeah, he definitely said that. Um, I think that I think the roster is a little better than from what I can sense most most people think, most reporters, most fans think. Um, I mean, there are some weaknesses, and it's not as strong as other teams, but I'd still argue that if Aaron Rodgers were playing at an MVP level, which he's played at in the past, they've had rosters that were no better than this, 16 included, where they won a lot more games. And that's the thing that needs to be fixed is they got to get a coach who this guy really thinks highly of and respects and will listen to, and those guys will be on the same page. I get the, I almost get the feeling with how disjointed things look. It's almost like they're running two different offenses out there, one the coach is trying to call and one the quarterback's trying to call. And that's, that's uh, honestly, that's an indictment on the uh, on the court. The coach is gone, but that's an indictment on the quarterback, isn't it, that, that there was uh, such a disconnect that the quarterback didn't play at a high enough level because of that disconnect? Yeah, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's blame to go, to go around. I don't doubt that Rodgers can be a hard guy to work with. He's really smart, and he knows he's really smart. And so he probably has his own ideas, and I think he needs to have a coach who, you know, it, you know like I always thought Mike, one of the reasons Mike Holmgren succeeded with Favre was Favre was a little bit afraid of him. And Mike, because Holmgren was an intimidating, really smart, really strong-willed guy. And I think they need someone like that who the quarterback will listen to and work with and collaborate with. And I'm sure Rodgers had legitimate gripes about the way McCarthy did things, but that's a two-way street, like you just said. Does that then, uh, last thought here, and we'll visit again later in the week, does that put more there, – there's a school of thought out there, Pete, that there is now a ton of pressure on Aaron Rodgers for what happens next. That means next year and beyond because – Maybe this was what he wanted, was a coaching change, and if he doesn't succeed after the coaching change, then it's on him. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, I definitely think that's fair. Um, I don't think he had to be a, an insider to tell that things were off, you know, with him and McCarthy. I think anybody watching the games could see that. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's totally fair, and I'm sure he knows it. Uh, which job is more attractive, the Cleveland Browns or the Green Bay Packers? Oh, man, great question. You know, you still have that owner over there, which is a real wild card, because I've heard that he's always involved and in trying to get involved in everything, and he obviously has no football expertise. Um, you got a young quarterback you can mold as opposed to a guy who you know might be hard to work with. But some of these coaches have huge egos, and they see a great player in, in Rodgers, and they think, oh, man, I can make this work with this guy. I can get him the hope. He'll buy into what I'm doing. Um, he got a lot of talent at Cleveland. I don't. I I might say Cleveland, but it's a really close call. I will say those are two really. They, in the end, those will be two really attractive jobs. But I, I might actually, I might lean Cleveland. Very good, uh, Pete. We appreciate it, and I know you're busy. We'll visit at the end of the week. Sounds good, Mike. See ya. Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, PackersNews.com. is time here, brought to you by Metro Ford of Madison. We'll get a player's perspective, former player perspective. Amon Green 
will join us when we come back, talking about the coaching change now official with the Green Bay Packers, four games to play. Amon Green can share some expertise on his thoughts as the Packers move on in a new direction. Joe Philbin is the interim head coach. We continue statewide from Green Bay. This is the Mike Heller Show. Coming up in one hour's time, we'll visit uh, briefly with Ron Wolf, the Hall of Famer, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and Super Bowl winning general manager of the Green Bay Packers, who will join us at 5.30 for his perspective on the Packers' decision to fire Mike McCarthy yesterday with four games remaining in the season. Just the second Super Bowl-era coach to be fired during a season. And for the Green Bay Packers in its organization's history, it's the first time that the Packers have fired a coach during the season of play. Amon Green has some perspective. We welcome in the former Packers running back joining us on the Mike Heller Show. Amon, you know, yesterday's a, a very interesting scenario. The Packers played very poorly against a bad football team with the Arizona Cardinals in. Uh, that appears obviously to be the last straw where the front office was concerned uh, with Mike McCarthy. You've been in locker rooms, not in that situation, but um, that's a very difficult time for players yesterday and today, isn't it? Uh, very difficult because um, regardless of what we've been following through the media, through the season, and through the last couple of years, um, between uh, from player to coach relations, there is still some connection. You know, it's a family atmosphere. That's what Mike McCarthy has always uh, built the foundation of his team, that we're a family, that we communicate to each other, no matter the uh, topic, even the hard topics. We got we to gotta flush out. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough time for the guys. I know if I was, if I was playing today and I, I just got home from the game, win or lose, um, I'm going to be, like, just totally caught off guard and surprised by it. And uh, I'm, and I'm retired, and right now I still feel the same because it's something I think is new. It's definitely new for the whole Green Bay community of a uh, fanship that you really we never really had this experience. So I think it's I learned that today was later back in the 1970s or something when this happened, or 50s or 60s when this last happened in season, and uh, it was something for me. Uh, I thought it would happen more in January, February of the off season because it was something you know I believe Mike. McCarthy earned because of what he did, you know, in his project of work of winning a Super Bowl consecutive years going to the playoffs. And I think he, uh, he, he was owed that at least go to the off season before any final decision was made. But I, you know, a, a lot goes into losing a game in the weekend and can bring on those, uh, I say those decisions and then the feelings of making that decision a lot faster. So you, you, Amon, you don't necessarily disagree with the decision, but it sounds like you're not a big fan of the timing with four games left to play. Um, I say, I, I, you know, I would say first off, I'm not a big. Uh, I say I'm not really on board with it because I felt that I've been saying this all year long. I do a show um, right there in Madison on uh, the Zone uh, 97.96.7, and I've, I've said this all year long that losing games is a team effort. It's just like winning games are a team effort, and it boils down to everybody taking ownership of what they what their role was playing in that game, from the coaches to the players, you know, on that field. So, I really don't believe the blame goes all directly on Coach McCarthy. 
and the staff, it, it's on them. It's on them. It's on the players, offensive players, defensive players. Everybody knows in that locker room what they could have done better um, throughout the whole season, not just not this just one game. But it's something for me. It's still um, it was a you know Coach McCarthy to me was very good, uh, very good football mind, uh, great uh, individual from the moment I met him in '06. Very stand up guy. And, he shot it to you straight. He didn't beat around the bush. He uh, gave you what you needed to know when you needed to know it, and abide by rules. You buy, you buy, abide by his rules, and you know things can go very smoothly for you as a player. And if you have an issue with him, bring it up. He don't want stuff under the table. He wants to be. He wants to have everything up front and talk about it, and so he can get past it. And he knows that uh, conflict is a part of being a family. So for me, not. I say I'm not really. It's still. I, I would probably say I'm still processing this whole thing, but definitely I'm in disagreement of the timing of it. It could have waited till the end of the season when football for the Packers was, it will be at that time would be over. Talking with Packers Hall of Famer Amon Green joining us on the Mike Heller show as we broadcast from uh, next to Lambeau Field in Green Bay at Anduzi Sports Club on Holmgren Way. Amon, uh, is there enough talent in that locker room right now for this team to have had a season that would reverse their record to be seven four and one instead of four seven and one is there enough talent in that locker room right now yes it is it's definitely enough talent it's just it's football it's sports it's at the pro level so you have a lot of factors you have the other team coming in that is programmed and trained and watch film to build a game-winning uh i say game plan and so you got that other team coming in, regardless of what the Cardinals' record is. You know, going in that game two and nine or two and eight, and now they're three. You know, three and three and eight or, or two and nine, and now three and nine. It doesn't matter. They're still pros, so they were prepared. The white, the right pro prepares for every game like it's a championship game, like it's the game they need to win. And so, regardless of what their record is, we as a player, you know, that team was coming in to play and win, and being the team from. The, I say warm weather environment, a lot of the odds were against them. And so in the back of their heads, they're like, look, we could come up here and win this game because we, we just focus on what we need to do and not worry about our record, you know, not worry. I say a lot of pressure comes off the team when they know they're not playing for no playoff berth, so it makes it easier to go out there and execute. And a lot of teams deal with it. Some teams deal with it better than others. You know, when they have that playoff uh, mindset or playoff win the division mindset, it kind of adds a little pressure, but Sometimes for teams like the Cardinals, they're dangerous because they have nothing to lose, nothing to gain other than ruining the season for a potential playoff contender like the Green Bay Packers. Visiting with Packers Hall of Famer, I'm on green. Uh, Ron Wolf will join us at 530 uh, as we continue to walk through this process uh, of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said this afternoon in the Packers locker room that he doesn't believe that they're in rebuild mode because they don't need to be. Uh, would you agree with that, that the Packers aren't in rebuild, they just need to get healthy and continue on the current path with a new head coach? Um, I'd say it's probably not a I'm not, I mean, yeah, I 100% don't agree with that. There is some rebuilding in some places. Um, I'd say more on the defensive side of the ball. It's, the defense has come a long way, I'll say this, from last year. Uh, from, a, uh, from a scheme standpoint with Mike Pettins, he's done an outstanding job coordinating that defense and, and getting guys to basically do their job in the in the way it fits his scheme, and I say the where the development or I say where the uh, rebuilding is is in that defensive backfield, and a lot of it 
I can say I will agree is with, uh, with with injuries, but also when you have young, talented DBs, they have a lot to learn because as offensive coordinators are, you know, right now in the NFL, the past happy um, league. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because of the penalty, um, because of the rule changes and things of that nature and penalties that they hand out for targeting. So quarterbacks and offensive coordinators are licking their chops to really get the ball downfield in the air. So these young DBs have to watch a lot of film. They got a lot. They got to see a lot of pre-snap. I say red flags that could tip them off to what is coming at them. So I say that's their biggest area of rebuilding in the in the last year. But it has had a great start under Mike Pittman because uh, Zaire Alexander has done an outstanding job yeah. as a young defensive back making plays. I mean stepping up. I say the game for me that said that stands out for. Uh, I say the biggest point for this season for him. For uh, Alexander is uh, the Rams game out in Los Angeles. He played outstanding against Brandon Cook, uh, Cooks. Frustrated him the whole game, and Brandon really didn't step away from making from Zaire until uh, like fourth quarter of the game. And he's because he's a he's a veteran. He's feisty. He's been around big organizations like the Patriots and uh, like New Orleans Saints. So it took three quarters for him to finally step away from a young guy that is only going to blow his career is going to definitely go vertical from here but as long as he stays humble continues to hit that playbook and getting that film and watch getting that uh play uh, uh, the game room and watch film he'll be able to get better but he's has to uh, uh, also motivate the guys around him because we know like like i just mentioned that the nfl is a pass happy league you got it's not just one player that can make a difference you got to have plenty of defensive back back there and uh to make plays because the defensive line is there Get Mike um, Daniels healthy, but you got young guys coming off the edge like Gilbert. And the linebackers are a phenomenal group led by Blake Martinez. He does an outstanding job. He leads the team in tackles. We get Jake Ryan back next year. So those guys in that defense is pretty much a stud fast. You just got to bring along that defense, that defensive back in. Amon Green, in our, our last less than 30 seconds or so, should Aaron Rodgers be involved in this process, this decision as to who the next head coach is? Uh. Hey, to be really be asked that question, I'm like, wow. I, I don't. I never. I wouldn't think he would because this is a team thing. This is between Mark Murphy. This is between uh, uh, Gutekus. That's that's my opinion. So yeah. I'll say from that answer right there, probably no, because he's a player. He has to worry about what he does on the field, not worry about uh, what coaches come in and coach him. Um, in terms of choosing that coach, he does have to worry. You know, think about once they hire a coach, how he's going to get. I say involved, get to know his coach, his new coach, because this coach is going to, you know, we don't know what type of scheme he's going to come bring in here. It might be different from Mike McCarthy's, or it might be the same. We don't know. But I say for Aaron as a player, he has to basically work, think about himself getting better and adapting to this new coach that comes in and think about the things, you know, his mistakes that he could get better at and then continue the things that he's good at, continue getting better at those things. I'm on green. Hey, I really appreciate your insight. Thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, look forward to the next time we have a chance to visit. Hey, Sam here. Thanks for having me. I'm on green. Packer Hall of Famer joining us. 
And listen, I, I think that's the player's perspective. His last thoughts there that Aaron Rodgers, no, that, that he shouldn't be involved in the decision making process. Maybe his voice should be heard in it, but not in making any decisions. We're going to visit with Ron Wolf, the Pro Football Homer, in about 30 minutes as we continue. You're listening to The Mike Heller Show. This is The Mike Heller Show. Call the show at 877-729-1070. Send a tweet at Mike Heller Show. Now, here's Mike Heller. Well, it's a very interesting day from Green Bay. The Packers held their Monday press conference as scheduled today at 1.45. Mark Murphy, the president and CEO, joined on stage in the auditorium by Brian Gutekunst, the general manager. It wasn't scheduled to be that way, at least not as we were notified. It was going to be Mark Murphy. I think it was the right way to do it, to have them both front and center today. So in having that, I thought it was very interesting uh, today is the Packers transition now from Mike McCarthy, their head coach, fired after yesterday's loss to the Arizona Cardinals with four games remaining in the season. It is now uh, Joe Philbin's team as the interim head coach with four games remaining, including Sunday's tilt against the Atlanta Falcons at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. There are two home games remaining. The Atlanta Falcons coming up on Sunday, also a home game to close out the season on December the 30th at Lambeau against the Detroit Lions. Coming up in 30 minutes or so, about 35 minutes, we'll visit with Pro Football Hall of Famer and Super Bowl winning GM from the Green Bay Packers, Ron Wolf, who will join us live on the program at 5.30 today. Earlier, I visited with Don Banks. We also got some Aaron Rodgers sound from the Green Bay Packers locker room earlier this afternoon. I find it to be yesterday when this decision came down and it happened about 6 o'clock, some three hours after the game finished at Lambeau Field in Green Bay when the news uh, ran out on Twitter and then very quickly by the Green Bay Packers in uh, tweets and emails of that decision, my initial reaction was was uh, at, at a high level of surprise. Not that the Packers made the decision, but the timing in which they made the decision. And I know that there were a number of people, uh, most of the people that cover the organization, were a, a bit taken aback in the timing of that happening last night, not in the decision. Ultimately, I, don't, I think the decision was an obvious one, as Green Bay didn't win any of those road games. Had they won at Los Angeles, at New England, at Seattle, or at Minnesota, maybe the storyline is different. And then certainly yesterday to lose on a home field against the 2-9 and Arizona Cardinals made this almost a foregone conclusion. Still, the timing is a bit surprising. And now the Green Bay Packers, here's the question. As they roll forward, this is the most significant hire that the Packers have made, certainly in recent memory. I mean, it's 13 years since McCarthy was hired, and when he was hired, most of us, most of you, didn't have a long working uh, relationship or understand of who Mike McCarthy was. You know, and that would go back to Mike Sherman, too, or to Mike Holmgren. The Packers have not, in a very long time, hired a coach that you were exceptionally familiar with. So that being said, this decision is significant, and part two to it, is 
are the Green Bay Packers in a rebuild, or is this a plug-and-play head coach with the continuing evolution of the roster, which is handled by Brian Gutekunst? Are they close? Rodgers has, by his own admission, he wants to play till he's 40. He turned 35 yesterday. That gives him, at the most, five seasons. And you, you wonder about his the physical attributes because he's not played at Aaron Rodgers' Hall of Fame caliber level this year. So where do they roll from here? How does this play itself forward? We, we did ask when Don Banks joined us on the program, and we'll, we'll introduce that sound here in a moment. By the way, I'm Mike Heller in Green Bay today. I was at Lambeau Field for the press conferences, now at Anduzi Sports Club about a block away from Lambeau Field where I will host in the huddle tonight. Josh Jackson is my guest along with co-host Bill Schrader. Uh, John Audis is back in our studios in Madison. Hello, John. Hey, fellas. What's up? So let, let, let's start here on some of the guests that joined us today. Let's begin with Don Banks. He, uh, a longtime NFL insider, he's been a friend of show for a long time, joins us Mondays on the program. And I asked him, as the Packers roll forward into the hiring process, one of the questions asked most commonly today in the press conference was about the front office structure, about Mark Murphy making the decision to hire the head coach who has full football authority, Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst, and we asked Don Banks about that structure and what questions it may pose for a potential next head coach candidate in Green Bay. Um, frankly, I think that structure is one of the, you know, is one of the questions that a Josh McDaniels is going to have. How does that structure really work? It's not something like the Belichick structure that Josh McDaniels has been. It's not like a Seattle where you kind of have one owner, but he's hands off and he allows you know, the head coach and the GM to do, you know, all the heavy lifting in terms of the decision-making. So this is the third method, as it were, and I think if it's a, if it's a coach that has other options, he's going to ask a lot of questions about how, how this power structure works, how the lines of authority are drawn, what, you know, how much will I be able to decide my own roster in conjunction with, with the GM. Um, I think that's, that is one of the big issues about Green Bay. And then the other the other pause it gives you is just, okay, the quarterback's 35. He may have five more years um, to his career, as he says he wants to play to 40. Is that enough time, or am I buying myself climbing into a potential Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers-type situation if I have to go in there, draft Aaron's successor in a year or two, and relive that history? Um, that may not be attractive to a candidate whatsoever. Interesting in that regard. The, the Packers is. are not going to change how they're going about their business. This is the, the new operating structure in Green Bay. It was in place in last year's offseason, and uh, this is the way they're going to roll forward. John, uh, John I'm, I'm wondering if we can play the sound from Brian Gutekunst in the press conference today. I asked him about the talent in that locker room because there's a lot of conversation about what has gone wrong in Green Bay. Certainly there is finger-pointing that has been directed at Mike McCarthy. He's no longer the head coach. Uh, we can see that obvious, the obvious result. But I did ask Brian Gutekunst in that scenario, is there enough talent in that locker room right now for Mike McCarthy to have won at a much higher level this season? Yeah, you know, I'll say that um, you know the thing that I think I think that our team, you know, I think I believe in the guys in the locker room. You know, I really do. Um, you know, there's each year is different. 
Um, but there's talent in that locker room, and the team didn't perform to the expectations that we set for it. And I think that's kind of why we're here where we're at. That's uh, Brian Gutekunst. And that's, that's how you would ex- expect the Packers general manager, Brian Gutekunst, to react to that question. Uh, because, I mean, it's his roster. It's, it's his talent evaluation that's at question there. And it was his first year in. I, I think that this is a result of the failures late in the Ted Thompson regime, not in the failures by Brian Gutekunst. And with that roster that's intact right now, Mike McCarthy at some point lost the tight relationship and his ability to get Aaron Rodgers and the offense to play at a high level. And then I thought yesterday, it's a loose term, but I thought he lost his roster. In other words, lost the locker room. They didn't play hard enough for them to win yesterday. I want to hear from um, Aaron Rodgers too, John, because in the locker room today, he was asked as to whether he would reach out and make a phone call and visit with his for now former head coach, Mike McCarthy. I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm going to reach out here once I'm done with my obligations today. And um, you know, Like I said, it's tough. When you spend that much time together for so many years and you have a close working relationship and a close friendship off the field. Um, it's tough, you know. I know. I'm sure he's, um, you know, going through the, the grieving process as, as many of us uh, who've known him for a long time and, and work with him uh, are as well. That paints a slightly different picture. What did you expect? I suppose would be the reply to that for Aaron Rodgers to say when asked about that. He also um, elaborated on what a strange feeling today is in the Packers locker room. Yeah, it's an odd day for sure. Um, I'm the only one in this locker room who was around in 05 uh, when Mike Sherman was let go at the end of the season. And it's, you know, it's a weird day. It's a tough day. Um, obviously, the emotions of uh, a frustrating defeat at home, um, game we expected to win, and then getting the news uh, later on last night, you know, was uh, definitely tough. Aaron Rodgers in the locker room. As I mentioned, we're going to visit with Ron Wolf. He's going to join us live on the program, the Pro Football Hall of Fame general manager from the Green Bay Packers who won a Super Bowl in his time as GM in Green Bay. Uh, he, he'll have some direct thoughts, I'm certain. Uh, he, you know, He's certainly somebody that can speak to it much better than, than almost all of us. Ron Wolf will join us at 530. Uh, 877-729-1070 is the phone number. Let's uh, grab a phone call or two now here while we have a chance. 877-729-1070. Yeah, phone numbers. You can tweet at Mike Heller Show, at Heller Sports, at John Audius Radio. Now, one of the interesting things, too, Mike, is uh, going back to what Don Banks said, which I haven't really thought about over the last 24 hours, is that I just kind of look at the Packers and assume, well, you get Aaron Rodgers, so why wouldn't you want the job? Like, you have a head start over all, pretty much almost every other franchise that doesn't have an elite quarterback. Like, you have this huge head start. Then he brings up the structure, and he brings up the questions that, like, a guy like Josh McDaniels might have. And then if you're the next head coach, is it, it is interesting because I've never thought about you thinking in the, the, the span of, like, five years, right? Like, Okay, what's how long is this rebuilding going to take? Who's in charge here, and how much time do I really have with Aaron Rodgers? Now, these are all stru- or questions that I don't know. I guess I never really thought about. Now, Jeff and Edgerton had some thoughts on the whole structure in, in Titletown. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Mike. Uh, been a while since I called. I've been over in England watching what the rest of the world calls football. Um, but I was just reminded or struck by what Don Banks. Uh, 
about the structural uh, situation in Green Bay, which I believe is novel. And it reminds me, because, Mike, I'm about your age, and I remember that wasteland that was Green Bay in the 70s and 80s. And a lot of that, in my opinion, was due to a similar structural problem back then when you had this unwieldy board of directors. Bob Perrins was clueless, and it took hiring Bob Harlan and hiring a GM to get that sorted, uh, as they say in England. And I'm wondering if this novel and maybe unwieldy management structure might not be setting us up for a repeat of the 80s. I, I, I really wish they'd just hired Elliot Wolf. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Given them the same authority as Dad had, but here we are. Yeah, and then we're going to visit with Ron at the bottom of the hour. I likely won't ask him that question about whether they should have hired Elliot Wolf, but, but here's the deal. Um, the Packers are in a position where their front office is concerned that um, they have given the football authority to Mark Murphy. That's not going to change in the short term, but I would also add this, that the result of this next hire will be directly on the shoulders of Mark Murphy. So Mark Murphy is hiring for his job in Green Bay. If the next head coach fails, that would also be an indictment on the current structure of the Green Bay Packers and that front office. So um, this is a significant hire. I don't believe that it will stand the test of time where the, uh, where the president and CEO of the Green Bay Packers is concerned if the next head coach in and the next five-year window is not a, a playoff and a Super Bowl contending window, my guess is that Mark Murphy is next on that block to be considered from a job security standpoint. Uh, I, I have no doubt about that. 877-729-1070. Jeff and Edgerton, thank you. We appreciate it. Who's next, John? Uh, real quick, before I get to Aaron yeah. in Watertown. So I, I was trying, I'm trying to think of the power structure and... I get why you would want it a certain way, and obviously it's a bit unconventional. But I, I look at, for example, I mean, how much power does John Horst have? And maybe it's different in different sports, but as GM of the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I, I get the feeling that he has like a say in hiring, for example, Mike Budenholzer. But I think that was pretty much decided by by ownership. And so far, limited sample set, it's worked. So I guess... Is it, it? It's not necessarily. You don't necessarily need the GM to have the fine. Like, why can't this work? I guess is my question. Well, the the previous hire in Milwaukee by the ownership group, Jason Kidd, did not work, right? So, and I do think it's a bit apples to oranges in the NBA. But you know, it's not an unusual structure in Green Bay in that 
uh, throughout the league, about half the league works this way that the Packers have going now. About half the league. Uh, the most recent examples in Green Bay of Super Bowl success were Ron Wolf, who wouldn't take the job and didn't take the job the first time on offered because he didn't have full autonomy and authority over all football decisions, including the hiring and firing of a head coach. So when he was then offered that, he took the job and won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. Ted Thompson had the same absolute authority. And then Ted Thompson, when he's out, now Mark Murphy has assumed that, and there is a uh, a structure that says Brian Gutekunst is the GM, but he doesn't have final say on the hiring and firing of a head coach. Can it work? Yes. If it doesn't, the indictment will be on the system and the structure, I think, more than who the head coach is where it currently rests right now. You know, obviously Mike McCarthy is no longer the head coach. Let's uh, talk with Aaron in Watertown. Aaron, thanks for calling. Hello. Oh, Aaron is gone. Um, when we visit with Ron Wolf at the bottom of the hour, I think this is a very interesting conversation to have. Let's, uh, let's step out here. Let's listen to a little bit of Aaron Rodgers when we come back. He did meet with the media, normally not on Mondays. Uh, but today is not a normal day. Today was an extraordinary day in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers met with the media in the Packers locker room. We'll hear from the future Hall of Fame quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. After that, we'll hear live from Pro Football Hall of Fame GM Ron Wolf, who won a Super Bowl in his time as GM for the Green Bay Packers. Ron Wolf scheduled to join us after 5.30. Hear from Aaron Rodgers when we come back. In Green Bay, we continue statewide on the Mike Heller Show. Packers moving in a different direction after falling to the Arizona Cardinals yesterday at Lambeau Field. My goodness, Mike McCarthy out in his 13th year as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He is fired with four games remaining in the season. Joe Philbin takes over as the interim head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Ron Wolf, the Pro Football Hall of Fame general manager and former GM of the Green Bay Packers who won a Super Bowl here. Ron Wolf will be our guest in about 12 minutes from now live on the program earlier this afternoon and he doesn't normally do this on Mondays but today is not a normal Monday Aaron Rodgers met with the assembled media in the Packers locker room yeah it's an odd day for sure um, I'm the only one in this locker room who was around in 05 uh, when Mike Sherman was let go at the end of the season and it's you know it's a weird day it's a tough day um, obviously the emotions of uh, a frustrating defeat at home um, game we expected to win and then getting the news uh, later on last night you know, was uh, definitely tough. Did how you, you have an idea yesterday that when he spoke with us last that that might be it for Mike and, and how did you find out? No, not at all. I mean, I found out, I'm sure, the same way that most of you found out. Um, I was at home, you know, with my folks in town uh, for my birthday and and then found out and was, uh, you know, was as shocked as uh, as many of you where I'm sure. Have you had a chance to talk to Mike? And if so, what have you guys talked about? I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm going to reach out here once I'm done with my obligations today. And um, you know, like I said, it's tough. When you spend that much time together for so many years and you have a close working relationship and a close friendship off the field, 
um, it's tough. You know, I know I'm sure he's, um, you know, going through the, the grieving process as, as many of us uh, who've known him for a long time and, and work with him uh, are as well. You work with Mike closely for so many years. Can you let us inside that room and what it's like being around him, the things that we don't know about him that have been so awesome to work with? Well, the frustrating thing, you know, I think this year as much as any other year is, is uh, you know, some of the stuff that came out about him and I's relationship. Um, and as I told you you all here many times on Wednesdays, um, you know, we've met more this year than, than any other year. Spent a lot of time on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays and Saturdays and you know, a lot of that is about the game plan and about the stuff that we like or don't like, but a lot of that's just talking about life. And uh, those are the conversations that I really enjoy with Mike over the years. And we started doing that a lot in uh, in 2010. You know, Thursday afternoon was our time, and we spend, you know, anywhere from 90 minutes to four hours. Um, you know, some about football, but a lot about life and lessons and uh, thoughts and dreams. And, um, you know, I really always appreciate that time with Mike. Uh, getting to know him on a personal level, and as much as you know was made uh, conjectured about uh, him and I's relationship, you know it was always uh, built on mutual respect and, and communication, and um, that's why this is a you know a different day for myself and, and the guys in the locker room. Was there a fracturing in your relationship as the years went on, and do you feel that that is any reason why Mike is not here anymore? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I hope that's not the reason. Um, I think him and I, like any relationship, we have our Amazing times. We have our times where we butt heads, but um, the basis, like I said, was built on mutual respect and communication. And um, you know, we spent a lot of time um, here talking off the field at my house or his house, spending time together and growing in our friendship. And uh, we accomplished a lot together. I mean, we've had some incredible moments. Just personally, you know, the things that uh, I'm, I'm you know, always think about and appreciative of are the way that he stood by myself. In 2008, during the tough changeover, the great times, obviously, you know, winning Super Bowl together, going on a run in 2009 after being 4-4 four and four at the halfway mark, obviously what we did in, in 12 after a slow start and 16 being 4-6, and six, and a lot of people calling for his head then and running the table all the way to the NFC Championship game. And we accomplished a lot of things together and um, have a lot of great memories to, to talk about down the line. Would you like any input going forward with the new head coach and who they may hire? Well, again, you know, I think that uh, those are decisions that will happen down the line. And, and right now I'm just focused on uh, these next four games and, and the direction we're going with Joe. Um, you know, I'm a, obviously an older player in the league. I still have a number of years on my contract. would love to still play to 40. And, uh, you know, would you know, I think there's, there's uh, an interest on who the next guy would be. But... Um, you know, Mark and, and Brian and I have always had, um, you know, good lines of communication. Um, their, their offices, like they say, are always open. And I've had conversations with them like I've had with, with Ted over the years, and um, I'm not, you know, needing to be involved in that process. How are you one of the leaders of this team? How do you lead this team with Joe Philman now, the interim coach, moving forward, four games left? Well, Joe and I have been around each other for a long time, and there's, a, again, a lot of mutual respect there. Uh, he's been our offense coordinator. Uh, on a couple stints, uh, he was, you know, in a different room when I got in 05. But um, I've always appreciated his approach and his work ethic and um, his communication style. And, and we'll just, uh, you know, try and do the best we can these next four weeks on communicating and, and getting this thing uh, finished up the right way. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers meeting with the media today. We're going to visit with Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Packer GM Ron Wolf. He joins us live on the program. 
in just a few moments. Stick around. This is The Mike Heller Show. Back with you on the Mike Heller Show from Green Bay on uh, the most unusual of Mondays during the NFL season, a Monday in which uh, the Green Bay Packers are into an interim head coach in Joe Philbin. Mike McCarthy fired in his 13th season yesterday after the game and the loss against the Arizona Cardinals with four games remaining in the season. The Packers dropping that one to go to 4-7-1 and one on the season and something that only one Super Bowl-era team has ever done, and that is to fire a Super Bowl-winning coach during a season. The Baltimore Colts fired a Super Bowl-winning head coach in the early 70s during the season, and the Packers organization has never done what they did last night in removing Mike McCarthy as head coach of the Green Bay Packers during the season. I believe we welcome in Ron Wolf, the Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Packers general manager, and uh, who won a Super Bowl in Green Bay. And, Ron, let me ask you your initial thoughts when you found out last night that the Packers had made this decision during this season. What was your reaction? Well, I was, uh, I'm sure, like everybody else, uh, surprised by that. But when you stop and examine it, uh, uh, when I left the game, it's a lot different today than it was when I left it. And uh, uh, the... Uh, the salaries are exorbitant. People are being paid a lot of money. Guys are suddenly being, I'm talking about head coaches now, mm-hmm. suddenly looking, being paid in excess like CEOs. So I would think that, in essence, you're in that stratosphere. You're in that area. You're in there for one reason. That's, that's to win. And if you don't win, it doesn't matter where you are, who you're working for, you're going to be fired. And it's inevitable that happens to everybody that's in the game at some point, you're, you're going to be canned. And uh, that's obviously, I, I don't know what, what happened there, but I think probably uh, the fact they lost the Cardinals was the uh, straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Yeah, certainly the tipping point as we visit with Ron Wolf, and, and a lot of the questions today, Ron, were about the structure of the Packers front office and that it is Mark Murphy, the president and CEO who is making, making the coaching decision, the firing decision, and now the hiring decision. That's something that you weren't comfortable with as a GM and, and, and wouldn't take it under those circumstances, right? Correct. That's correct. And we had that, uh, we had that understanding. Of course, now you have, you have to remember that was a much different time back then. The Packers uh, were, all intents and purposes, a dead franchise. They were talking about moving to Milwaukee, moving them completely out of the state. Uh, but we were able to change all that. So it's entirely, you know, entirely different time than, than it is now. Now everybody up there is accustomed to winning. And uh, obviously that's, uh, that's the way they keep, the sco- keep score. You know, somebody, somebody's got to win. If you don't win... In today's football, with with the money involved, then you're you're going to be fired. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody's aware of that. 
Sure. I mean, it's almost uh, it's almost a fait accompli that this year will mark uh, back to back losing seasons in Green Bay for the first time since 1990 and 91. Uh, so you begin that era that's flipped that around, and it's been an extraordinary run of success in Green Bay that you helped to kick off. How is it that this franchise has been here for so long, and is it a, a difficult process? after two straight years like this, to get them back to where they were? It, does, it doesn't appear, uh, of course, now I'm looking at it from afar. Uh, I, I live in Florida now, and our, our uh, uh, we have the Miami Dolphins down here, so uh, that's, uh, that's kind of like the, the team that we know all the information about. But I think, uh, I don't think it's that difficult. Uh, it's easy for me to say. Uh, because I'm not involved. But it looks like you just add a few key elements and away you go. Look at what happened to the Chicago Bears. They had Mack and whoom, they've taken off. And so that's one player. So I'm not familiar enough with Green Bay's personnel to talk. In fact, I'm not familiar with anybody's personality. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The talk in that, in, in that area, but I would think that'd be easy to get back. They, they have an excellent receiver in Adams. That's, that's a starting point. Finally have a home run back in Jones. That's another great point. So there Pretty you go. Good they, they've got... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got some pieces. So, not some pieces. They got pieces. And uh, as I say, I don't know the the team well enough to go into depth, but uh, uh, about the players. But hey, those are two pretty good starting points with that quarterback. Absolutely. Your impressions of Mike McCarthy, the head coach, and and obviously his name is going to be linked to the Cleveland Browns job because of John Dorsey and Elliott being there and, and, and that position being open. What your, what are your impressions of Mike McCarthy, the head coach? I think you look at his record and, uh, I think, uh, a pro football hall of famer once says you are what your record says you are. It's a pretty impressive record. Yeah. one twenty five seventy seven and two in his time in Green Bay, what Ron, in your opinion, uh, visiting with Ron Wolf, Pro Football Hall of Famer, GM for the Green Bay Packers, won a Super Bowl in his time in Green Bay. What is the biggest challenge uh, for Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst in trying to attain the next head coach uh, in Aaron Rodgers' final five years, uh, likely as the quarterback in Green Bay? What's the biggest challenge? Picking the right guy. That's uh, that's our biggest challenge. You have to trust that uh, football people are going to pick the person to run the football operation on the field. So it's key, key. That's a key. Is there an advantage? That sounds very simple, doesn't it? I mean, (laughs) it it, it is. Just pick the right guy. I mean, but in essence, that's what they have to do. And the onus is on them. I mean, they have to do that. So. I, I I read, and I'm not sure uh, uh, 
how how factual this is that it's uh, this is going to be an in-depth search and uh, they're going to they're going to do the the right thing. You went through the process, uh, uh, Ron, to hire Mike Holmgren. What was the tipping point there for you in in Holmgren and understanding that he would be able to do the things that you wanted him to do as a head coach? Well, first of all, when when I got up there, the 49ers were the the team in the National Football League. They're the one everybody's trying to emulate. So uh, you look at Mike Holmgren, and he was the offensive coordinator that really and truly was a no-brainer. And the fact that he had never been a head coach anywhere, that didn't really matter because he was taking a championship-caliber team and they were playing in the big games uh, the whole time he was there. And he had, obviously, some really good players under him, but he went 10-6 and six with Kemp and Morosky. And that was really an impressive uh, deal. So uh, uh, the, the only other guy that would rival Mike at that time was Bill Cower. And uh, fortunately for for me and for the Packers, not taking anything away from Cower, I, I don't really know Cower, but uh, Mike casts a lot with the Packers. I'll leave you with this thought, Ron, and we appreciate a few minutes of your time uh, because I, I, I think nobody can speak to this quite the way that you can, given your track record. Is Green Bay an attractive job in today's NFL? Well, I would think it's a fabulous job in today's NFL because because of what it represents. And anybody that knows anything at all about professional football would want to come and be a part of the uh, green and gold. You're talking about the, the greatest tradition in the history of the National Football League right there. You have an opportunity to uh, play in Lambeau Field. You go out on that field. You look at those magical names that surround Lambeau Field. That's what pro football is all about. It's a legendary place. So I can't imagine anybody worth their salt wouldn't want to would not want to have a job coaching the Green Bay Packers. And Ron, is would there be any hesitation for certain candidates because of the front office structure of reporting to a president and CEO and a GM as opposed to just one or the other? Well, your hands are always tied. I mean, if uh, if, if you're going to be a head coach, you're, you're not going to walk in as a head coach and just run the entire operation. There's no way. So, if in, in Green Bay, Green Bay doesn't have an owner per se, but that's Murphy. So, but but you go somewhere else. You go, you go to Baltimore or Arizona. You you've got ownership, and so that's another layer you have to go through. Then you may have a general manager. Not may have. There's 27 general managers positions in the uh, in the NFL. So you're going to have that to go through. So you're not going to walk in as a head football coach and immediately run the uh, run the operation. I don't care who you are. Ron Wolf, uh, hey, thank you for doing this. We we appreciate it. It's it's great to hear your voice. I appreciate your expertise and uh, and good to get a chance to to visit with you for a few minutes. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me, Ron Wolf, Pro Football Hall of Famer and former GM of the Green Bay Packers. And you know the the question that was next to last there, the one about whether Green Bay is a good job. I I think you get a pretty good sales job there from Ron Wolf that this is. 
as good a job as there is because of the history and the tradition and the support and just who the franchise is. And it didn't seem in visiting with, with Ron Wolf that the structure that is the Green Bay's, uh, that is the Packers front office now with Mark Murphy as president and CEO and Brian Gutekunst as the GM, uh, it didn't appear that Ron Wolf felt that that structure would be an impediment uh, to the Packers in moving forward and hiring the next best head coach for the Green Bay Packers. John, I, I need to step away and let you take it to the finish line because I've got In the Huddle coming up in uh, 20 minutes from now. And we did have a change of our guest tonight. Josh Jackson was scheduled to join us. Given the current circumstances in Green Bay, uh, that wasn't a comfortable fit for Josh and the people that work with him. So uh, Packer Hall of Famer Amon Green, who joined us earlier on this show today, Packer Hall of Famer Amon Green will be our guest tonight on In the Huddle. All right, very cool. Uh, Yeah, I'll take it from here. Uh, Best of luck and uh, enjoy the show. I'll be back there tomorrow, you know. Oh, you will? So don't break anything. Oh, Crap, I better, yeah, I got some yep. work to do. All right, Clean thanks. up that studio. Thanks, John. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, Mike Keller live from uh, Green Bay. Busy, busy day, obviously, today in Green Bay. The way this is going to work, if you want to communicate over the last 10 minutes of the show or so, tweet at John Audius Radio. That's hashtag, hey, fellas, what's up? Uh, at John Audius Radio. Kind of your thoughts on the whole thing. I guess I'll just start with, I'm okay with getting rid of the guy during the season, a coach. Um I said last year when Capers was, and I know it's different with the defensive coordinator or whatnot, but I said last year when Capers was really taking the heat, why not just cut him now? Like you're going to rip off the Band-Aid now because you were going to get rid of him later. I thought in that scenario, it was almost a last-ditch type of effort to see how much you could improve the defense and would that make some sort of a Hail Mary difference uh, going through the final weeks of the season this one I don't think that would have made much of a difference and I don't think that would have been the right move to get rid of him before you were basically basically I know it's still mathematically uh, possible but basically eliminated with the loss uh, from the Cardinals I don't think it would have made sense to kind of change the route there when you could have still won out and and possibly made it but as soon as they lost I get it Um, and it is honestly like it is kind of doing McCarthy a little bit of a uh it's a benefit to McCarthy, right? So, I mean, from that perspective, it's it's kind of nice to know that you're out now and you can get a, ahead of everything. As far as the team, like I said, I don't think it's that big of a deal if McCarthy would have stayed on or if he would have left right away. Um, the structure was a big, big topic today at the press conference with Gutekunst and uh, Mark Murphy uh, talking about Who's going to make the ultimate decision? Mark Murphy saying, hey, I mean, we're, we are going to make the decision. He's going to be involved in the entire search. We're going to identify the candidates. He'll interview all the candidates. And, uh, you know, it's we're going to find we're going to find the right head coach for the Packers. And he and I will both agree on it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, right? Like, I don't I'm not sure. And I need somebody uh, perhaps a little bit closer to the situation. So as we start to hear from more and more insiders throughout the week, maybe my mind changes on this, but I, I'm i not sure, and I understand Ron Wolf wanted that authority to be able to make and uh, fire and hire anyone as far as a head coaching position is. I don't know if it's that big of an issue. Um, they Everybody involved, they know the power structure. They, know it, they knew it ahead of time. The media kept 
pressuring these two guys to talk about who's going to make the ultimate decision. And Murphy kept saying, Goody's got to be good with it too. So if they have a plan going in, I think everything is going to work itself out. Now, of course, then somebody's screaming at the radio right now. Well, what if they don't agree? What if it ultimately comes down and nobody agrees? Well, then Murphy gets the final say, and that's that. And whether or not it's a good hire will be determined throughout the next few years. Which, by the way, I also don't. I also don't think it's a rebuild. I think the Packers and Amon Green said this earlier in the show too. The Packers have, um, I think they have enough talent. It's not the best. It's obviously lacking to different rosters in the NFL. It's not elite roster talent like you see in some other teams. But I'll say this. They were in enough games this year, in my opinion, to say that when the new head coach comes in and whatever tweaks he may make to the team, whether that's scheme or whatever, I think it could definitely be enough to flip a however many win team this year, whatever they get to, to a playoff team next year. I don't think that's too far off, not only considering that um, the defense has improved from this season to the season before, from bottom of the barrel to midway through the middle of the pack. Um, And we've seen a track history, a track record of this, a history of this with Aaron Rodgers leading rosters that aren't exactly the best to the playoffs and getting them sometimes to the NFC Championship game, of course, um, that one year they won the Super Bowl, everybody was injured. So I think it can be done. I don't think it's that much of a rebuild. The other hot topic is how much input do you give Aaron Rodgers? And I thought Murphy and Gutekunst handled it perfectly. Um, let me see the right uh, soundbite here. Asked about Gute- or Murphy was asked about Rodgers' role. And, uh, oh man, where'd it go? Give me a second here. Murphy. Hmm. Can't find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, here we go. I found it. Rogers won't be part of, of the process. All right. No, no, he, he won't. Uh, you know, obviously uh, he's free to provide input and talk to us, but he's not going to be part of the process. And I think I, I agree with that. I don't want him making a yay or nay vote as to who the next head coach should be. But I also like that. They left it open where they said, you know, hey, come give us input. That's fine. You want to talk to us? Sure. Why not? And that to me is, I think, is the only thing. Like, that's all I've ever wanted as far as Rodgers and his input within the organization. He doesn't make the final role, uh, final call. But if you have a great football mind, perhaps making a point that you didn't think about with a potential candidate, I don't know why that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Don Banks of TheAthletic.com joined us earlier in the show, had this to say about Rogers' role in the new hire. Look, I don't think he's going to be caught off guard in any way, shape, or form, and he's going to be part as far as in the loop. But you, you're never going to want the perception to be out there publicly that your quarterback is the kingmaker in any way, shape, or form because it's, it's totally backwards, and it robs the head coach of authority before he's even there. So... Is he, is he going to be part of the decision-making? No. Are they going to blindside him and say, oh, by the way, we're making a, a coaching announcement tomorrow? No. He's going to be, I'm sure, informed every step of the way. But it's a matter of semantics, and obviously he can't be a part of the decision-making process. Yeah, and I and I think I think Don Pink said it perfectly. Like, he's not going to be blindsided. They're not going to all of a sudden going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, tomorrow we're hiring so-and-so. 
And like he has no idea that they even talked to this candidate, potential candidate. So, uh, yeah, Rogers won't be making final calls, nor should he be. That is up to, I guess, Mark Murphy. And I guess overall, I'm okay with the power structure. I mean, does it have the potential to go bad? Well, sure it does. But that doesn't mean that it, it couldn't go bad if Gutenkunz was just making the decision by himself. And I get it. Like, if you're a GM, I get it. Like, okay, just let me go out swinging my way. Um, but I think ultimately we all know if this next head coach stinks or doesn't turn around the organization, I, I don't think a lot of fans are going to be blaming Gutekunst. Right? Like, all that blame is going on Mark Murphy. So... I mean, he wants the price. Guess what? This one's on you. And I think everybody knows it. All right. uh, I guess more to talk about, right? Tomorrow with Mike McCarthy being relieved of his duties for the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about that more tomorrow with uh, some of our insiders. And uh, yeah, listen for In the Huddle, Mike Keller, special guest, Amon Green. That comes your way in about 10 minutes on many of these stations. Thanks to everybody listening on the new 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee and statewide. This has been The Mike Heller Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.